So, you guys ready for the epic conclusion of our first chapter? Yes. Is anyone really ready to embrace greatness? <laughs> I need to hopefully not get the utter crap kicked out of me within the first round of combat this time. Maybe. I I am ready for Yasper to continue to roll poorly on medicine checks. You you're gonna let my kids go after this, right? You promised. <laughs> no. As as long as he keeps rolling very well on his gunshots, <laughs> yes. he can murder anyone he wants with his medicine. I don't care about that. Deadly uh, to both his allies and his enemies. <laughs> you need to get that uh, that wisdom score up, man. Get that insurance. <laughs> uh, well, you know. It's a good I mean, character. Peachy, Peachy did a better time patching me up than you did. Oh, yeah, because, you know, deus ex machina versus having to work hard at it for years. Yeah, that's clearly a better option. <laughs> Yasper can heal all day. Peachy has three spell slots. <laughs> what, what are we going to do? Uh, I'll take okay. three spell slots that don't kill me. <laughs> Let, let's see how, how far they get you through the day today. What does it mean to prepare for battle when the battlefield is as boundless as the heavens themselves? The answer lingers in the eyes of each Skyfire pirate as they stare into the horizon, where uncertainty blended seamlessly with the twilight. A war fought in the sky was different. It demanded more than the sharpening of blades and the loading of cannons. See, airships are usually a symbol of freedom and adventure, but now bear the weight of the impending confrontation. The crew not only faced the challenge of navigating through the clouds, but the daunting reality that this voyage ends in battle. It ends in death. The question of going into this battle transcended the physical, but also the metaphorical as what does this mean for their crew? Simple privateers now turn into mercenaries, warmongers, defenders, heroes? The sun continues to dip lower, casting elongated shadows across the metallic decks. The question continues to persist. What does it mean to embark on a journey where the line between victory and defeat dissolves in the vastness of the sky? My name is Christopher Rondo, and welcome to Kindred Journeys Skyfire. So, uh, um, Hellion here, uh, I, there's this weird situation where I was just in town walking out, trying to get some new candles and some flowers, and then suddenly I was hit on the back of the head by a knoll and tied up, uh, but luckily, Rowan, lovely guy, saved me with the help of some of our other companions, and then I had to take these town folks to our little rendezvous spot uh, in the mountains, but 
they're safe now, but the crew is talking about fighting these no burglars or thieves or pirates or something. And I just, I'm, I'm not a fighter and I'm just not about that life. The Shadows Chimera has made a decision, a decision to go to battle for this town that they were only in for a couple months. They sit around this table, making plans, arguing, trying to figure out who is going to go where. And a solution was settled. A plan was made. Captain Serenity, Shilong, and Cyan, whenever he decides to show up, is going to attack the front gate. Captain Serenity is the distraction. It is to burn down that wooden wall and bring out whoever is in charge. So with the captain leading the main team as a distraction, there'll be two more teams being set up. One led by Jasper to go look for the people that have been stolen, the hostage situation, and make sure they get out safely. Another team's going to be led by Shen, who's going to break into the main keep and figure out why they were here in the first place. And with that being said, Jasper looks around trying to pick out his team, figuring out what is the best thing to do. But there are going to be a couple of situations that happen as Gasper talks to Shen about who is going to go. Rowan is keeping eye contact with Shu, maybe more often than not. And after this meeting ends and the plan is decided, uh, he does approach Shu. We, uh, if we're going to go into this, we need to have a conversation. Yes, what's up, Rowan? In a fight, things get heated, and we have to make a split-second decision. I understand that. But when it comes down to it, you have to trust the people at your back. This last fight, the one where you nearly got killed, albeit from Jasper, not necessarily the Knowles, it was because you didn't trust me and the plan that I had set in place. No offense, but I can barely trust you with a wrench, let alone my own life. I trust you in a fight, but... Then why didn't you? Was that not a fight? Sure, I had to be an interim mechanic for a little bit. I get that. I I wasn't the best at it, but we were looking for someone to hire. But in a fight, in that situation, you need to be at my side, not trying to run in for some reason. There was a plan in place. Out of character for a second. Did Rowan actually tell us a plan before we got there? No, you, you, so we got there. We got there and then we instantly had to roll initiative. Yeah, so Shu is is going to look at Rowan, look him dead in the eye, poke one metal finger on his chest and say, you didn't tell us a plan. All I saw was you surrounded by a bunch of goons. Tell me the plan then and I will follow it. But until you tell me a plan, I'm going to try to bail your ass out of whatever stupid situation you get into. Settle down. You are out of line and out of place. You guys arrived. I was not expecting you. And the first thing you chose to do was to walk in front of me. You need to settle down and learn your place because in the battlefield, you don't know any better. You are not disciplined enough and you simply need to be patient. I was not surrounded. They were coming towards me. You really don't think I have something in my back pocket? Have you not learned anything the last few years since you've been here? No, you're a rookie and you're an idiot and you need to settle down. You will look at Rowan, open their mouth to say something, 
and then look around at like the atmosphere just a quick glance at like the captain bilge jasper what is what is like the room reading yeah some people already left primarily uh shen <laughs> like gtfo shackles is reading a book in the corner Wow. Helen is choosing to make eye contact with Bilge as much as possible without looking over. And the uh, the captain and the first mate are probably letting this air out. As beforehand, they take an offhand approach when it comes to crew arguments. They they do not interject unless it gets white. So are Bilge and I there or not? Sure, you could be. I don't care. Yeah, Gentlemen, while I appreciate that this is a topic of some uh, importance, the timing of it is quite shit. We need to be moving. I agree with Jasper in this case. Uh, Rowan, we can air this some other time. Whatever Listen, it is. No, you have to understand. You go into a fight today, I don't know which team you're on or who you're following, but if you make a decision like that, you're going to get someone else killed or yourself killed. There is no other time to air this out. You have to trust the people at your back. You have to. Rowan, if I get myself killed, that's my own damn business. That's not that's not what being part of this crew is about. And let's just hope I don't get put on the team with you. T tell you what, tell you what, I, 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 Shu has had my back more times than I can count. I trust him. Let's move on with this. Uh, I, I will, I will accept his help. He looks at you. He grimaces and he like takes out this like pouch and he's like, "Here, this was the plan. If you waited six seconds, I, I could have done something." But instead, why don't you use this to get your you and your crewmates killed again, huh? And he storms off. Captain Sir's like, I'll 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 take I'll I'll take him on, on my crew. He'll 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 be in the front. Who will look in the bag? What was I what was I just handed? Yeah, it looks like a web grenade and a uh, something equivalent to a alchemist fire. A neat little bag. We might have use for it. And like Jasper puts a hand on Shu's shoulder. Let it go for now. Thanks, Jasper. I just I have no problem if you just told us what was going on. I, I know. In the flow of battle, there is little time to react. Let him, let him so. We've got things to attend to. She will kind of nod and hand the bag over to you, Jasper, thinking that you might be better equipped for these than I would be. And uh, this is kind of like in Jasper's wheelhouse a little bit, um, as he's like kind of a an amateur alchemist in a way. Uh, he's like, ah, okay, I see, I see. We may find use for this yet. Also, my deck score is probably much better than yours. Shu, Shu just flexes a few muscles and goes, yes, I, I think so. This is a the equivalent of a scroll of web, which can be used with a simple ranged attack roll, as well as a moderate alchemist fire bomb. I believe they're called bombs in this edition. Yes, they're alchemist bombs. Well, they're bombs, yeah. Yeah. Bilge, overhearing the entire thing and not interrupting, was sharpening his blade, almost whispering what could be mistaken for, like, a uh, verse, for a song or maybe some poetry or something. But it was like a mantra to him. And at the climax of their conflict and Rowan walking away, he finally looks over his shoulder. Seems all figured out then, doesn't it? I think it is figured out. Uh, Jasper, are you taking us? Discretion is going to be the better part of valor, but if things go awry, I can think of no two people I'd rather have on my back. 
I would like to avoid combat if we could. That's not our task. We need to we see who's been kidnapped and rescue them. I will follow your lead. Just know and once you tell me it is time, I will not hold back, Jasper. Not even for you. And like, Jasper kind of looks down at like Mr. Flint and Mrs. Locke. Unfortunately, Mr. Bilge, if it comes down to it, uh, stealth is going to go out the window pretty fast. I've got one trick, though. And like, he pulls out Mr. Flint and like, it almost looks like a little rubber balloon. And like, he like kind of opens like a, an opening and wraps it around the barrel. I might be able to get one off quietly. Never cease to amaze. When the mind and hands are working in conjunction, much can be accomplished. Just like us. Let's get going, gentlemen. You have the option to take four people. Do you want to take another teammate, or do you want to go through this encounter with the three of you? Uh, you know, my vote is always going to be the most ridiculous character that makes no sense. <laughs> uh, peachy it is, the... <laughs> <laughs> Either that or uh, Shackles is just reading in the corner while we're like fighting for our lives. I'm going to make so many stay quiet jokes if we take Shackles. Like, Has like, two gallons. Just sitting there reading and then gets told to stay quiet or stay here. Like, we take Hellion against their will. That would not be out of character for Bilge. <laughs> You two are just holding a guy down, and we're like, do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so theory theory for Hellion, though, we're trying not to kill people. <laughs> so why don't we bring Hellion with us? I, I she also like doesn't want to kill people. I, I don't know. I, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm ambivalent. <laughs> Figure it out, guys. <laughs> if we bring Peachy, I'm going to be making fun of Jasper the entire time. There has to be that rivalry when it comes down to healing if we take Peachy, right? But Hellion seems to fit the bill because... Hellion has a pretty high deck score. They don't really know what they're going to do or how they're going to do it. For me, Bilge would see this as a training opportunity to lead out hesitation and decision and build some sort of conviction. Find your purpose. Fill your role. There's definitely no downside if we get Rowan's side piece killed. <laughs> we'll blame it on Shu. <laughs> Great, we're bringing Rowan's side piece with us after he just said, I hope you get one of your teammates killed. So Jasper understands that the, the mission he's been given is more infiltration and try to avoid combat. So as he's looking around the crew, you know, he, he sees that there are some very capable people. But what he's hoping to do is navigate his way through trouble without trouble. And he knows, despite her objections, Hellion would be pretty handy here. And the goal is not to kill people. So he's like, uh, Hellion, I, I realize this is not your thing, but we're all going to be in some sort of action today. At least my team's stated goal is not to get into a fight, if at all possible. I think your best bet's to come with us. He looks towards Jasper, looks towards Shu and Bilge. So I don't know if I want to be in any of the groups. I mean, I'll just stay on the ship. But if you think I'm suited here, I'll, I'll go. I just... I'm not going to force you. I'm, I'm not your master. I'm your crewmate. No, no, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll watch your back. Despite some trepidation from some of our crewmates, uh, I'm certain we can 
save those people. And plus, I think I'd rather be saving those people than anything else. Uh, yeah, um, I'll get ready and I'll, I'll, I'll go. You're in good company. Remember, the goal is not to be a hero today. Yeah, despite, despite everything, Rowan had some points. So I don't know if I am the person you should be concerned about in that case. Well, stay behind me. Okay. Stay behind the doctor. Yes. Well, in front of me is apparently quite dangerous. With that being said, as uh, the groups are are separated, it looks like Captain... This is very funny to me. Captain Serenity is taking Shilong, the Mouse Dragon, Rowan, and Cyan. And Shen is stuck with Shackles and Peachy. Which is uh, hilarious, <laughs> hilarious infiltration. Oh, God. No, Rowan is still. Rowan will go with Shen after after seeing that. We'll, we'll put Rowan with Shen's group, leaving Jasper, Shu, Bilge, and Hellion to look for those hostages. The captain's running against like, all right. There's going to be a little bit of travel. Get some rest. Those of you who were in a fight earlier today, everyone else, you're on deck to to navigate the ship, but you five get some sleep. And she goes to the crow's nest. Wait, which five? Us. <laughs> she told us to get to sleep. Yeah, but who's the fifth? Shen got into a fight earlier. Rowan got into a fight. Oh, okay, Shen. Okay. She really thinks we can sleep after this. Sure. She will She will go off to their quarters. Uh, Jasper, like, heads back to his room, crowded as it is with all sorts of, like, tables and beakers that are strapped to walls. He hangs his coat on like a rack by the door and takes a sec to just kind of like swipe off the suit and gunpowder of the day. So I wish you were here. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm ready. And just hops in his hammock and, and tries to get some fitful rest. Bill, do you want to do anything tonight? Bill's without problem. Goes to his room, gets up in his little hammock and hangs in the corner, puts a hat down over his eyes, nods right off. If anything keeps him up, it's the excitement. You're in the wrong group. Two totally different people. Like, Stu <laughs> and Jasper are, like, just not okay. And then Bill just like, I am ready. Yin and yang. I love it. I love the dynamic. Who wakes up first? So, Shu goes back to their quarters, but, you know, sitting in bed, reading through their books, preparing for the upcoming day find it hard to rest when they do finally lay down it's it's fitful and and just poor sleep they they try to try to go to sleep a little bit but end up getting up from their bed and opening their door wandering very slowly towards Jasper's quarters as they knock on the door lightly uh, Jasper are you awake? Shu, you know, as, as they are walking down the hallway, is like, I'm going to check. And, and they do happen to see that there's a little bit of candlelight under the door. And the door opens. Uh, and uh, you see that Jasper is also in a state of, yeah, he wasn't asleep. It, it's fitful. Like, come on in. Come on in. Shu will slowly glide into the room. Finding a chair, I assume, is in your room? Yeah, like, probably like a stool. Like, cause there's, there's a couple of benches that like face each other and like Jasper has to like sit on a stool in the middle and like spin 
like most of his little space is, is taken up by things. So he's like, yeah, he is. Ha- have a seat. Shu will sit down on the stool and just look around and say, I honestly thought you'd be a little more organized. Dabble so in so many things, Shu. Alchemy, gun crafting, bullets, medicine. It's a... Uh, it's hard to stay in my lane, so to speak. My my wounds have been bothering me a bit. I, I know I made fun of you for Peachy being better than you at healing me, but could you just take a look at... Of course, of course. It is a, it is a known fact in our world. The advancement of magical medicine is centuries ahead of that of the mundane, but we're catching up. Here, let me see your wounds. And... You haven't... You had to deal with deaths before, but what Rowan said... Do do you think it's dangerous to have me along? I think the life we have chosen has inherent dangers. Rowan speaks of, from a tactical standpoint, he is void of of what I know about you. That you have a very large heart, shoe, and that you are willing to put yourself in danger in between your crewmates and certain death. That is something I admire and respect about you. My profession, the one I choose, is not, unlike he kind of looks over at the guns, not what I often fall into is to fight pain and death. That is an arrogant field, but one I choose. But no, no, I do not think you are a danger. I think you are a great help. While they're tending to to just, you're kind of in front of shoot, right? Kind yeah, of, yeah, it's kind of like working down, around, working around here. She'll probably put a hand on your shoulder and just kind of give you a light squeeze and say, Jasper, uh, would you mind if I rested here tonight? Just find a spot here? By all means. Here, take uh, take my hammock. And, uh, hold on. And like, you see him kind of like digging around some bottles on the alchemist table. Mankind has uh, one of the oldest medicines there is. And finding something, he blows some dust off. And it's like a bottle of cheap brandy. I think this is quite the remedy you're looking for. And he like pours like two little glasses. You will take a drink and start resting. We talking like we're getting hammered tonight or just, uh, no, just no, no, no. This is <laughs> this is just it's one a little drink a little sleepy juice. <laughs> okay. One drink to take the edge off. We need the counter will go very we're... differently if our leader shows up. <laughs> I mean, it's either that or exhaustion. (laughs) (laughs) No exploration activities, which means you don't get to do skill challenges. (laughs) I think it's funny if the doctor shows up to the hostages just drunk. (laughs) Oh, you mean bonus from Star Trek? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I mean, the doctor showing up drunk is basically every war from, like, pre-1800s. Yeah, I've seen MASH. Um... (laughs) So you guys eventually get some rest. I'm going to say Bilge wakes up first, then. I think that's... Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> cinematically appropriate. Bilge wakes up and sees a little bit of sunlight coming into his room. It doesn't look like we have found the base yet, though they are searching. So unlike myself, Bilge wakes up without any sort of alarm. It's just innate body mechanic. He gets only what the body needs, and then he's right back up on his feet, hopping up, grabbing his gear, a morning ritual, getting prepared for whatever is ahead of him. A little bit of stretching, mobility drills. He wants to be quick with the blade every day. 
So he goes through his little morning mantra and ritual before he even leaves his room. He puts off breakfast a couple of hours. He wants to be hungry for whatever's ahead. He exits the room and gets that first breath of freedom, that air that only a ship like this can provide. As you wake up, the ship is hustling and bustling at the moment. Uh, there's a lot of movements. Really, there's only three people not awake currently, which is Shen, Shu, and Jasper. But everyone else, there seems to be a plethora of emotion. You exit out, and you can see your, the mess hall right down the hallway. You see Hellion there with this uh, weird contraption that she has like a wrench and is working on. We see the shackles there, like trying to organize their spell book all sorts of different like battle preparations being settled just right here in the mess hall there's even more movement coming from the deck the first thing that seems like needs to be done but no one is doing bills will jump on the task without question no order he just knows at this point hey this thing needs done no one's doing it he does it you head up to the deck and you see like cyan is at the helm he looks like he's like getting a little tired rowan looks like he hasn't gotten much sleep but he's like managing some of the sails the captains and the crows and that's like these are all people who've had the night shift and and probably you know assuming you're not going to get there right away uh, needs to be relieved for for rest oh if that's standard operation filled would automatically relieve somebody if the captain permits Rowan should be getting on shift, so it's probably Cyan. So you see Cyan, uh, we haven't really introduced this character yet, but Cyan is a tall human. He has this black hair, and his eyes are different color. One of them appears to be blue, and one of them is brown, which is a striking characteristic that everyone who ever talks to him brings up, and he always plays it up like he is some super magical slash arrogant person normally comes off as a little off-putting at the moment though he's standing there he has a staff on his back he has this very basic like martial art gi that he is wearing he seems pretty quiet and kind of if you offer to take him he silently lets you do so without any sort of argument as he then leads closer to the railing, and looks out in the distance. Step aside, Cyan. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. He walks away. So everyone wakes up, I guess. I imagine Jasper and Shu leaves the uh, room around the same time, and one of them gets up and probably wakes up the other person. So I feel like that's appropriate. So what do you guys want to do? Shu will uh, wake up, and having prepared everything the day before, feel like Jasper are you more on time than Shu I think if you woke up like you see that like he's got his jacket wadded up underneath like a like a pillow blanket um oh, okay I, I think normally but I, I think they both had like nerves last night but yeah he'll wake up and be like perhaps they have made some sort of tea or coffee I think it's about time we get out there and get going yeah right behind you and Shu exits and we see Jasper just take a sec to like pull out like 10 little pieces of paper and he's going to use one of his reagents to craft 10 free bullets it's like hopefully I don't need these today cool I didn't know you knew it munitions crafter is a great feat 
Shu will head up to the top deck and look around for Bilge and Hellion. You leave Yasper's room and you look down the hallway to the mess hall and you can see Hellion there working on this large contraption of some sort. I don't believe I've seen this contraption before, correct? Probably not. Okay, Shu will come up and not approach Hellion directly, but just kind of like glancing at this thing, trying to trying to get a, a look at it. You can roll me a crafting check. Ah, it's almost like I'm good at those. Hey, 18 on the die. That's a 24. There's a couple things you notice. This is a heavy crossbow. This heavy crossbow has a few knickknacks and gadgets that you're not really quite sure. It almost looks like there is a section for some form of magical reagent of something that you can input. There are additions to this to make it looks like it makes it a little sturdier, a little easier to shoot. And there are sections of this that allow a different kind of bolt. And it seems like as you're looking at the equipment here, these bolts allow her to shoot uh, non-lethal shots. You will approach Hellion at this point and say, Hellion, I didn't know that you tinkered like this. I mean, this is beyond tinkering. This thing is beautiful. And they'll kind of like sit down next to Hellion uh, while they're messing with us. Yeah, um, this is not my main hobby, but this is something I built in case of emergencies. I, I am not, I am not a good shot, but I am good enough to know that I can use things for to help me be a better shot. Uh, there's, there's some interesting things, like there's a little uh, healing mist powder here. I can make this contraption explode. I can click this button here and it adds a uh, uh, natural component that turns the bolts into overdrive. There's a, there's a lot of interesting gimmicks that I guess get to test out. Or hopefully not, actually. Well, uh, before you go in, it looks like the tension on the right belt is a little loose. And she will, like, twang it a little bit. Thanks, and I'm not a weapons expert, so any help is appreciated. Well, if you're ever interested in chatting about it, I, uh, I know a thing or two about these, so... I, I prefer devices like compasses. I prefer devices that help me tell which way the wind is going. Uh, not, not, this is not really my, my cup of tea, but I'll, I'll, I appreciate the offer. Uh, so at this point, does Hellion know? I mean, I feel like most of the crew knows about the clockwork arms in some way. Depends on how closely they're looking. Hellion is aware that Shu is part, you know, robot, but Hellion is dumb. Hellion has what we call <laughs> negatives to wisdom. So ne Hellion is not necessarily looking at the social cue or not really she's understanding. Not, she's not picking up what she's putting down is what you're saying. Correct. Hellion, great person, you know, nicest person, does not get the hint. So seeing that Hellion has missed this bridge that Shu has tried to build, will kind of internally sigh and uh, twist one of the knobs a little bit to fix the tension and then get up and say, well, um, <laughs> good luck. See you out there and kind of wander off. 
I'm, I'm sure Jasper was here for a lot of this conversation too. Jasper could have like walked up and like maybe had a, a mug of something, tea, coffee, whatever shin scrapes off for people to wake up. But he, he knows what Shu is trying to do. He wants to look at the weapon and see if there's a manufacturer stamp or if it looks like a custom job. It's a custom job. Okay. He just nods his head and it's like, good, good. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll find out. Jasper and Shu are walking away and Shu notices that Hellion still has not caught on to the fact that we're leaving. Kind of looks back and goes, Hellion, we're we're going to go get Bilge for the mission we're on. Do you want to come? Oh, already? Oh, oh, uh, sure. And we'll grab the heavy crossbow, place it on her back. And you realize that as she holds it, it starts to compress a little bit and folds into this thing. And remember, Jasper saw this little backpack. square backpack thing that didn't have any zippers or anything like that. It places pretty firmly on her back. Pretty nifty. Most impressive, huh? You used to know people that would be quite interested in that. She will follow Jasper and she wherever they go for now. To Bilge! Bilge Find is, the rat! Bilge is driving. Hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> Find the sewer rat. <laughs> Bilge is driving. We go to the uh, the forecastle, I guess, or half deck or wherever, wherever the, the wheel is. And the helm, yeah. The helm. And uh, see, Bilge is in charge of the ship. Which is, he just uh, named three separate parts of the ship that weren't the part of the ship <laughs> you were looking for. Damn, a doctor, not a sailor. <laughs> we're doing good if he knows where the kidney is. Okay. <laughs> but does he? I mean, if there's a bullet hole there, probably. <laughs> just, just to be clear, though, everyone has sailing lore. You get that for free in this game. Like, everyone knows oh, how to my, do basic my character. <laughs> yes, Bradley. No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, we've, we've the, the fact Bill just driving adds a certain bit of, of tension, and I guess I'm okay with it. You know, Jasper's okay with it. Why would that fill you with any sort of dread? It's beyond me. Go ahead, <laughs> enlighten me. <laughs> uh, Why is that scary? <laughs> if Bilge is in charge of, of where we're all going today, that's going to set the tone. You can already feel this infiltration mission failing. <laughs> It, it's not when, it's how. <laughs> Captain Serenity comes down from the crow's nest, going down the ladder this time as opposed to just jumping off. Will approach Jasper and like, we just need to talk about your part of the plan. You have, you have a couple of options. I can see the compound in the distance, but approaching in broad daylight isn't necessarily the best option. So I wanted to see what you wanted to do. Well, my team is ready to infiltrate, huh? I know our main goal is to try to find the people that have been kidnapped and get them out. Uh, I'm not saying we're not ready for a fight, but it would be most advantageous if the four of us could avoid it. You have a couple of options. Uh, we can wait till dark, and you can infiltrate that way, and you can either choose to try to scale the wall. They look like they have a wooden wall set up. You know, it looks like 15, 20 feet high. You can scale, get on the other side, knock out some guards, and find the hostages. Or Cyan can take you on a strafing run, and you can jump. Well, as adventurous as that sound, that would put stealth right out the window. Well, it depends where they're looking. Are they going to be looking up? It's going to be dark. Well, there is always the option of sending me up the wall first, and then 
die, all I have to do is throw a rope down. I can probably just blink up there. I feel that the, sh the ship getting involved would put it in necessary danger. I think if we go in at night, my team can scale the walls. Well, you got like 10 hours. Make sure you have everything you need. I I can. Go pull some potions from the uh, from storage. So free loot is what I'm hearing. Oh yes, I'm giving you potions. Congratulations. <laughs> when when I when I hear a couple, is that two? A couple each? <laughs> we, do we have oh, two hundred gold? Just armies worth of potions. You know, just just two hundred gold to spend as we want. What are we talking here? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. One second. There's a life. You know, gloves of healing. Gloves of healing. No, we'll, we'll just say that you get the potions. We don't have to. We don't have to describe that. So when she gives you potions, go ahead and add two lesser potions and two minor potions to your inventory. Can anyone tell me if no see in the dark as well as I? I mean, I was uh, back in university. I I spoke with and spent time with a few gnolls. Uh, I remember when it was dark out, they couldn't see just about as well as I couldn't. So I would assume they can't see in the dark. Gasper yeah, nods uh, affirmation. I am a deep rat. See just fine in the dark. I prefer to go at night. I can climb. We'll take a few while the many sleep. Make our way in quiet. Kindred Journey Skyfire uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paisal Inc. used under Paisal's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Kindred Journey Skyfire is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Kindred Journey Skyfire is copyrighted by Skullstone Entertainment LLC 2024. Apparently they, they came to Chris's house. They heard us talking shit. Actually, Chris's kid. What happened in episode five? Well, we got real meta and the 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 bad guys kidnapped the DM. The bad guys are actually Chris's child. Oh, it's a metaphor. Chris's child is the <laughs> it's the Knowles. Uh sorry. The ringleader. And the, the townspeople are Chris's well well rest and sleep. Um, <laughs> it's all oh, a man. metaphor it's all a metaphor uh words um what a depressing introduction of npc yeah like i mean i was expecting him to like beef up a little bit but bilge is the alpha male here so <laughs> i'm so short <laughs> yeah, he's uh we quick. stand these tiny kings over here <laughs> oh yeah he's uh six foot six uh so yeah
in fairness, I would never mess with Master Splinter on a bad day. Ever. <laughs> Ever. For any reason. Instead of her saying, like, here, go get something, just be like, hey, here, take this. Maybe. Uh, no, because that implies she keeps them handy. Um, I don't want the implication that she does work. Uh, <laughs> fair. That's fair. Valid. It's also good to know that, like, we are somewhat accomplished and we have a room with supplies. Right. That we ration. 